Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. You might hear in the background to my intro here some little kids talking and me talking back to them. We'll get to why in this interview, but the primary thing to say is that the innovative, excellent, creative troupe Broken Box Mime Theater is back on the boards with a new show. And just as last time I had them on in the podcast for the show Skin, not above below, as I say in the interview, they are again finding lovely ways to allow folks of all different circumstances, including parents of toddlers like myself, to enjoy the show. Hence, why this podcast was even able to be made. I spoke with two members of the ensemble about their work and how they're opening that work up to all audiences. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. So uh, I always have to start with everyone's name on the mic. Welcome to the podcast I have with me from the Broken Box Mime Theater troupe? What do you guys say? Theater. Theater. I thought so. Okay. I was like, I'm going to get this wrong. But I didn't get it wrong. I should have second guessed myself. Who do we have with us? My name is Blake Haberman. I'm a company member with Broken Box. Um, My name is Jay Wu. I'm also a company member of Broken Box. And today's show is Take Shape. We're at the Girl Girl Theater uh, at ART NY. Um, hasn't been too long in terms of podcast time since I had you all on for, uh, I think it was Above Below was the last show that I saw. Oh, okay. But podcast time is a little different than regular time given COVID time. So um, I would love to start there, actually, given that uh, we're all sort of now finally coming out of two years of this malarkey. Uh, You have a very in-person development process, which we even see in a video at the end of the the, the piece. How did you develop a new show through COVID? How did this go? Uh, It was a little different than previous processes, mostly shorter, less less time in the room together. We were masked all the way through the rehearsal process, which is not as bad for us as it is for spoken theater companies, but (laughs) does take away a little bit of the expressivity of the face. Mm Um, and we started the, the process for this in October. October last year. Yeah, we, we had a residency. residency in October, and that was our first time in the room together since COVID had, had really kicked off. So we were in line for a residency in March of 2020 that was supposed to go for the summer and continue, and that all flew away in the wind. So uh, we had some social distancing. We had some kind of rotations of casts in and out during the room. Limit exposure yeah, to limit thing. exposure. Mm-hmm. And but really, it was pretty similar, only just sandwiched into less time than we normally do. This is Jay's first show, so he has no yeah, basis for comparison. I feel like this is a, uh, a new face to yes. the company yes. for, for me, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Have you done like some of the more educational components before, or is this no, your very first show? Very first show. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I did the um, the the ball the ball performance. Oh, Our right. fundraising yeah, yeah. ball in December. Yeah, in December, because um, I joined in August, October. Yeah. August, sometime between August and October and last year. Yeah. New to mime. Or new to new mime to... as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah, very yeah. Cool. I am. Um, I've done acting and dancing in the past. And it's my first time doing mime, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm learning a lot, and yeah. yeah Especially it. with these guys, like I feel like you guys do the form in such an incredibly modern, uh, but like beautiful way. Like mm-hmm. it's a very, it's it feels it feels like mime, but it also feels like 
this is not, I mean, the name is very perfect, Broken Box. Right, so, right. Uh, we don't have any of that malarkey. Yeah. Um, I, I do also want to bring up something that uh, Becky mentioned to me on her way out. And uh, sometimes casts don't want to talk about these things, but I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Uh, you had to change your entire performance, what, 30 minutes before today? Yeah, 30, yeah. about 30. We had a Living a in these COVID member, times, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Who was exposed. And so everybody has tested negative. We've had a very strict testing regime throughout the, the production run. Um, yeah, we had to, luckily we planned for it a little bit. Yeah. We have a lot of mimes. We have more mimes in this show than we've ever had. And we, we thought this might be coming, obviously. <laughs> oh, so we had planned some understudying, some swinging, some shifting, and then it came down. Yeah. And you weren't certain who it was going to be, but luckily everybody has watched the pieces and engaged and ready to jump in and, and switch and change. So there was one track was filled by about three or four different mimes <laughs> slotting in where they could. And because our work is short form and modular, it's actually slightly easier to shift people in and out of things that they might know or not know. And we- No we last had, minute fittings, that's also Yeah, nice. no last yeah. minute fittings. And yeah. we had never planned for understudy or swing stuff before. And we knew it was coming for, with COVID and preparation. Wow. And it happened and we were ready for it. Yeah, you know? So 100%. that was really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did and, you do anything different today? No, nothing different for me. But I just think also just the, um, everyone was really um, willing to be flexible and just coming like 30 minutes earlier than we were, were called um, just to get the, that 30 minutes time to just rehearse everything. But like you said, I think the, the great thing about this theater company is that from what I've experienced is that everyone has their own tracks, but they're also like being completely aware of what else is going on and what, what everyone else is doing. Um, whether, you know, you're in a piece of someone else that gives you familiarity with what's going on, or you know that this, you know, this character needs to be fulfilled by someone off stage. So you kind of work on a, you know, backstage or in your free time so that if this person does have to step out for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, and it was actually, yeah. The director of the the Leave No Trace, the heist piece, mm -hmm. the director stepped in today and played one of the roles. So they had never performed it, but that, knew it was that quite well. That, that was, was Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, nice. yeah, Sick. crazy, right? That was, yeah. really cool. that was Kristen stepping in for for Nick. So mm -hmm. they really just owned it, and we had wow, a tremendous given time. one of the lovely reveals in that piece, you would have thought that she was slated for that because the the. I love that reveal. Yeah. Not giving yeah. Anything, no spoilers. Come to see the show. It's um, me and Nick normally, so the, the difference <laughs> of size is. It's, it's funny because it it's almost was more natural that it joke. should be uh, Kristen and, and Blake, but there's a more comedic element of, of yeah. Nick gotcha. <laughs> so hiding now, himself as Blake. Now that, I, now that I know what it should have been, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's part of a, part of the world we're living in, you know. And mm -hmm. we we had we've had some scares before, but we just we keep testing and we keep keeping everybody informed and being respectful and aware and, and trying to function in the new normal. Yeah, yeah. So. Speaking of your performers, uh, I was, it took me three pieces before I noticed, like I almost thought it was interesting. Wow, the text downstage, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Never saw that before with Broken Box, I don't think. And then three pieces in, I realized, oh my gosh, that's a keyboard and he's playing. <laughs> yeah. This is live. And you know, one of the th questions that I had before I realized that was going to be, I, I can't remember if I've ever brought it up in past Broken Box interviews, but I love the inter interaction with music. And I feel like that would be very difficult to do once you set your music. Man, that's probably great for keeping you guys on 
in time and in rhythm together, but then again, you also got to be really precise. You've got another performer now to yeah. kind of work with you. How does that feel? Can you talk to me about working with a live performer? I mean, you can you can elaborate on this, but I think I I would I would almost there's like a synergy that we have with Jack that is um, where the music doesn't inform us or we don't inform the music we're kind of like coexisting together yeah it's which like is how it should be yeah, yeah. And, and i think th therefore it's it's not like one is leading the other it's we're truly just kind of listening to one another and playing off of each other and i think that's what makes um jack an incredible musician but also um helps create the atmosphere and the feeling of the show um to is he a, to working a with you through development yeah. yeah he's a full cast member so he was at i would say 75 to 80 percent of the rehearsals and the full tech run through i met him uh while he was a student at juilliard majoring in uh, double bass classical performance nice. but dreaming of producing electronic music mm. and uh i brought him in on a show that me and another company member Dwayne, created that was sort of adjacent to broken box that was about solitary confinement so it was a single story 55 minute mind piece about solitary confinement um and i really wanted live music for that so i brought him on with my partner who is a vocalist and they worked together and we've been moving towards original composition in our music for a while in previous shows we would have a piece fully staged and then we'd say like what music do we want go looking for it go online because we try to use you know royalty free or music that we can that we can use with the permission of the artist and so that would always come last and you'd always be like i wish we could just get a couple mm, more measures of this here, or yeah. change this or change that or like somebody's like messing around yeah, trying to like cut yeah. Stuff and up then and it, our yeah. last show that we did here in 2019 which was uh skin we had probably the first time a majority of original compositions for individual pieces and so and jack had done a few of those individual compositions and then i think the next iteration was an almost fully composed originally composed nice. so there's only one song in this whole show that was composed by artists that we don't know Very someone cool. from the internet everything else was made by jack or by other collaborators and then for me in the sense of working with jack to give the show a sonic bed all the way across pieces because when we were doing it in the past we'd be grabbing music from here grabbing music from here it's just tonally different and he was able to, to bring it together yeah. into more of a whole and i think you've seen previous broken box shows we tried to weave this one together more so than in the past and the music really helped us do that and bringing back themes and you know through composition versus just okay song pause next song and he worked really well doing that and i think jay can speak to as well as a yeah. performer mm -hmm. that he's taking things off of you and the music's just shifting you're not waiting for music you're just playing it at your rhythm and he's so in tune with what you're doing he's changing and shifting along with you so you yeah. really feel like <laughs> and, and for me for example and leave no trace when i'm the tower i'm facing upstage all the time so a lot of times the music cue is what kind of gives me, oh, it's about to change. And I, I'm like, it prepares me as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so and like, it's just so nice when like the music just syncs up with like what's going on. When there's a shift in, in the story or, or with an environment or the scene and the music just like clicks on with that, it just, it just feels so good as a performer. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and we really, I think, our next evolution because the music is so important in our work, having somebody who's creating that along with us mm -hmm. is just makes perfect sense for, for yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. So Absolutely. an honored addition. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
One cool. last question. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about your audience because, listener, you may notice that it sounds like we're in a playground. <laughs> That's because my two toddlers have been running around because they got to come and see the show. Yes. Uh, which uh, I apologize for some of the, you know, like some of the lines that came out. There were some inappropriate things said. <laughs> Just no, nothing, nothing. I shouldn't say inappropriate, but you know, I'm sure the last thing a performer wants to hear from the audience is, is it over? <laughs> so, uh, is that the end? And uh, so, but it's really awesome. And this is the second time, actually, that my older daughter has come to a Broken Box show. I believe Broken Box was her very first show. Wow. And the little one, it is her very first show, definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool that you guys do these open performances. Like, the, the house is open. We leave a little bit of uh, light in the audience. Mm -hmm. Any uh, neurodiversity, any kids, mm -hmm. et cetera, like, do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, I am very grateful for that opportunity as a dad who has two kids that I want to expose to the theater, but can you tell me a little bit about like both the rewarding parts of that, but also the challenges of, again, having four-year-olds asking when the show's over. I can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> I, I actually just want to say there was some um, things that your your kids said today that I thought was so delightful. <laughs> For example, she was like, oh, the, she's writing. Like, it's like, <laughs> like the fact that they can, they can be so honest about what they see and when they do recognize it, like how magical it can be to them and they can exactly. be so transparent about that is such a gift to us as performers. I will say, I mean, yeah. it sounds like I threw my kids under the bus where I'm like, oh, they're, they're <laughs> outbursts. But I, the younger daughter, like first piece, yeah. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. And I was like, Diana, we're staying at least for a little bit. And then just silent for the rest of the show. Like a couple mm. times she asked me questions or mm. would say something. And by the end, she was like, I like that. I like that. She, <laughs> she really got into it. So yeah. um, it is really cool that you guys do this. I cut you off, though, from telling me about yeah. your experience. That's what I really want to hear. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think we've, we've been working on accessibility as part of our approach for all of our productions, which I think involves loosening some of the restrictions that people have in the theater and being more inviting to different kinds of populations and different people with different kinds of needs uh, to come into the theater. And I love allowing children to come into the theater and feel like they can talk. When I would go to the theater when I was a kid, even though I loved it, it was, you know, be quiet, be quiet, mm -hmm. be quiet, be respectful. And not everybody can do that, whether it's because of their age or because of different uh, mental situations that they might have, you know, making our theater as accessible as possible to every population is like a big part of our goal mm -hmm. and that's why we're doing these affinity nights which we bring in different groups we're doing one with the deaf populations new york deaf theater that we've worked with we did global night we're doing the global nights. night yeah. uh, we oh, did an industry yeah. night we did a parents night so really just groups that that the traditional theater isn't always made available mm -hmm. to um, and I love doing it. I love hearing from, I love feeling like the audience is more with us when the house lights are a little bit up. I was going to say, do yeah. you, does it feel like they're more with you or do, do you, I don't mean, I guess I don't want to put it that way. Like, do you, do you feel like you have to work harder because maybe the, you're not just getting the silence, like paying attention? How does it feel? Yeah. I mean, we, we joke that it's like, oh, relaxed performance. So we all get to be relaxed too. Like we've, we're still going forward and doing the show, but yes, I always know, feel like you, it's, it's a little less relaxed? pressure. Yeah. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. Less pressure. And you know, 
if you're dealing with a silent audience, you never quite know how they're feeling. Exactly. If they laugh, they yeah. laugh. If they don't, you, you know, they could be laughing on the inside, they could be hating you. But in these audiences, you can tell, and even when the kid's like, what's going, what, it's, it, it's, it's okay. You know, yeah. I want them to feel like they're not in a place where they're restricted. I'm telling you, as a theater guy, man, it feels, it's so hard. Like, what are they doing? I'm like, just, or Ellie, just watch, just watch. Like, oh. like, I'm feeling so like uh, hairy yeah. for you. However, yeah. I will also say that with uh, Interrupted, I think was the piece, mm-hmm. um, as a dad, I totally get that like yeah. that was really fun to watch <laughs> oh yeah that was you right yep. yeah yep, yep. <laughs> and we've those three, three mimes have had kids since the last show we did so yeah, we kind of so. had some parent pieces that people wanted to write and and explore that as as a as a theme that the mime can can evoke in fun and yeah. interesting ways yeah and, and, and when i just think i think back to um the accessibility of, of the work that we do um for example my, my parents have have seen me do shows for for a long time now and um but they they just don't speak english that well and they're actually back in new zealand and so you know when i've when i've done shows in the past they, they would they'd, they'd always be like great job and i'm like did you get it and they'll be like kind you know i you know <laughs> we, we got the gist of it you know um but when i showed them the like online like the kind of work that we do she found it so fascinating because she was and she, she loved it so much more and could understand what's going on because she doesn't have to speak english to yep. know what's going on and i um that's why it's such a it's such a gift to be a part of this company that so, that, so that i can share these um this work to people that are dear to my heart but might not be able to you know understand um linguistically what what's going on, on stage yeah well it's yeah. beautiful stuff as always i Thanks really so enjoy coming to broken box uh whether or not you let me bring my kids but i <laughs> definitely do appreciate that you did so anytime um, <laughs> the show is once again uh, uh, this one is called take shape we're at the girl theaters at artny on 53rd street broken box is the company you run through when uh may 1st and tickets and more information can be found at brokenboxmime.com. Oh, there's no theater in there, so I don't need to worry about the ER or the yeah, RE. That's we, great. Sh- sh- <laughs> Excellent. Thank you all so very much. This is really great stuff as always. Thank you. Thank you, Jay and Blake, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Broken Box Mime Theater's Take Shape at ARTNY's Jeffrey and Paula Gural Theater, 502 West 53rd Street in Manhattan through Sunday, May 1st, 2022. Head to brokenboxmime.com for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. All right. See ya. Perfect. Thanks Thank a you. Lot. Yeah, Thanks so much. Course.